On this episode of War No Damn Experts, Mayor Bob Kelly joins Rebecca and Madi in the podcast studio. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. And I'm Maricela Hazard. And we're no damn experts. We're back in the studio today with someone who pops in every now and again to our office with random pieces of information. We won't call them an idea fairy, but they're always fun when this one comes to visit. Um holds a position within our community of high stature. Yes. So the fact that we have him on our podcast, a pretty big damn deal. Exactly. So guests with us today, please welcome to the podcast, Mayor Bob Kelly. Hey, I'm going to come back here more often with an intro like that. It's great to see you guys. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for coming. And we'll, one, we're answering our calls or text messages or emails. <laughs> because not everyone has this accessibility with their mayor. So... Yeah kind of another unique feature of Great Falls that we get to say, hey, Mayor Bob Kelly, come on the podcast, um, join us, tell us everything. And when we mentioned before that we had someone send us fan mail, you got, your response was a little above and beyond. <laughs> well, let me, let me walk you through that because it really was a great story. I think, you know, one of your listeners out there, I want to give a shout out to him. His name is Matt Hoagland. Matt, I hope you're listening. He lives in North Carolina, and he sent you guys a great letter talking about how much he enjoyed listening to the podcast. This is a young guy who moved from a relatively large city in North Carolina, moved to a small town with his wife where his in-laws were living. They wanted to be near, near horse country. And he did the textbook uh, approach to coming into a small community. In fact, he wrote a book about it. It's called Think Small. And uh, I have it here. I'm going to give him a plug because it's a great story. Uh, Think Small. A Millennial's Guide to Building a Meaningful Life in Rural America. Matt uh, wrote a nice letter. He actually had his phone number and contact information on there, and I think I got it from Rebecca on a Wednesday. I happened to be going to North Carolina the very next day for my mother's 90th birthday, and I called the guy and said, Hey, Matt, this is Bob Kelly. I'm the mayor of Great Falls. And unlike many people in Great Falls, he actually said, Oh, I know who you are. And I said, Great, great. I said, thanks for your letter. I just got it from Rebecca and Marty, and I really appreciate your comments. And uh, by the way, what are you doing on Monday? And he said, well, I'm working. I said, well, how about we have a cup of coffee, because I'm going to be about an hour away from you on Monday. We got together, had a great visit. Uh, He's really happy there with his wife and uh, brand-new daughter, and just having a great time. But gave me a great perspective on what he heard and saw on this podcast about Great Falls that kind of turned him on. He's very happy in his life back there in North Carolina, but we're on his radar screen. And I hope that uh, with the listeners that are out there, you get the message that, you know, we're a very welcoming community here. We love visitors, uh, but we love people who visit and then stay uh, because we can always use your talent and your treasure that you have to contribute to a place like Great Falls. 
Well, so really, isn't the the moral of the story, send us fan mail and the mayor might buy you coffee? <laughs> well, I'd buy more if he was actually here. And he was of age, so that would have been a great opportunity to go to some of our microbrews here and make sure he sees some of that stuff. But, uh, you know, I think that's part of my job to do things like that. So, so Mayor, we're going to ask you to go above and beyond again. <laughs> oh, no. Right on the spot. So my husband is a military and we recently received orders to leave Great Falls next summer. He seems to think that if he gets enough community leaders or people in Great Falls to rally together and ask the mayor, hey, can Madi stay? That you'll just talk to the wing commander over at the base, and then everything will be honky-dory. Well, I think you can stay. I could ha- absolutely have some influence there if you let me. Uh, I don't know if he would agree with that, but you're talking about him staying as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I tell people, you know, I don't have a lot of power in this town, but people do return my phone calls. So I will make the request with your permission, with your husband's permission, yes. uh, because, you know, those kind of things can get sticky. And I sure don't want to get in the way of the grand plan of the Department of Defense. <laughs> Yeah, because he's really... But I am going to miss you, and that's the first time you've told me that. I'm I'm sorry you're leaving, but I hope you come back. Well, he was about to tell you during the 4th of July when we saw you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, can you not tell the mayor before I I have a chance to tell Rebecca? Like... Because I know she's going to run into him probably today, yeah. and he's yeah. going to be like, did you know? And yeah. Rebecca's then going to yeah. be like, why am I hearing that you're leaving? Because yeah. through the mayor. <laughs> but yeah, you know, love this community when I found out, obviously heartbroken. Um, but it just goes to show that Kristen, who was formerly employed here, when she was so sad that she was leaving, I was like, this woman is crazy. Right. I feel exactly like Kristen and her feelings are justified. So yeah, exactly. It definitely you know, pulls at your heartstrings. It's really true. When people come here, I mean, they may have to make some adjustments, especially if you've come from a larger community. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family and I, we moved here, oh, 28 years ago from Seattle. Uh, we've lived in the Bay Area and San Francisco and in Houston and in uh, Phoenix and Tucson and in Denver and Philadelphia. I've lived in Anchorage. My so goodness. I've been to a lot of large places, larger than Great Falls. And um, when you come here, you need to embrace the community. You need to understand how it works, and you can find out very quickly. And, uh, you know, with you and your family, I tell a lot of the airmen out there, mostly the younger airmen. I mean, your, your husband's an officer, and he has a lot of responsibility, but... When the younger airmen come here from the East Coast or big cities or different places, I, you know, I tell them a couple things. And one is, you know, I know our mall may not be up to the standards you're used to and our fast food restaurants aren't as many as you'd like. But uh, believe it or not, in 20 years, some of you are going to come back here and retire. They all laugh. And then I just point to people that they know in the community who, in fact, you know, many of them are uh, active with the Air Guard. And they say, oh, they came back. So, uh We hope, Mari, if you do have to go, that you recognize where you live and, and you'll always be a part of us here. And we hope you come back. Oh, yeah. I will definitely try and get stationed back here again. Right. Where I'm going, it's actually going to be a little bit closer of a drive to where I'm from. So there's upsides to everything. Absolutely. Not by much. <laughs> I mean, when you subtract eight, nine hours off a drive, I think that's a lot. It's significant. But for yeah. Montana, that's like just, you know, yeah, shorter, shorter trip to lunch. I know. You know, I, I grew up in the Midwest. Some people are like, it's a 15-hour drive. Okay. Like, what? that just means I have to make one more stop. I can do this. So right, right. it'll be fine. Now, you did hint on something about how the community works and... And how, how does it work in your eyes? Hmm. Well, there's a couple things. Um, you know, I like to, you know, for the purposes of this podcast, is to really look at it from a new person's perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved here uh, when I was 40, in fact. 
Uh, I had a wife and I had a 12-month-old child and I had one coming on the way. So immediately I was concerned. I had a job. I transferred in here to work with uh, D.A. Davidson, a local financial brokerage firm here. And, uh, but my wife left a job in Seattle and she came here and all of a sudden became, uh, you know, she was going to be raising our child and, and having another one soon. And so trying to find out how to plug her in was a key point for me. I had instant community because of my job. And so I think that that's a pretty typical situation for people moving here. Generally, you know, before pre-pandemic where broadband wasn't that accessible and working from home wasn't such a great opportunity, people came here because, like your husband, he was stationed here, transferred here. Maybe you were active here at some point. And others come here to work, uh, whether it's in any job that they have. So the spouse that comes into the community with a job has better community access because of those employees. If you have children, you have access through school. Uh, but if you don't, if you're single or you don't have kids and you come here, there are still ways to plug in. And I think that's part of my job. And, and that's why I love having coffee with new people. One, I like to see their perspective. What do they see here that they like? And what do they see that they might want to have different? Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody has an opinion when they come at first. And I, I like to let them mature a little bit, maybe three or f- four months. <laughs> but it's really valuable to us as a community to feel uh, the perspective of folks from being outside. So that, that's part of my job here as far as folks coming in. That's why I wanted to talk to Matt and find out, you know, what was it like for him as a 30-something-year-old guy, wife, new kid, coming into a community? What did he do? And if you look at his book, he embraced all the opportunities that were essential to the community itself. He went to school board meetings. He went to museum meetings. He went to city commission meetings and kind of got the pulse of the community made his contacts, and, and uh, brought his wife along with him uh, to help uh, branch out. And it worked really well. I think when you're, well, my first impression of Great Falls, I grew up in a pretty small town, about 5,000. Eventually now I think it's at 10,000. Um, but I came to Great Falls, and I was overwhelmed. Mm. I don't like large cities. <laughs> I've, I've lived in Seoul. I've lived, I mean, one of the largest cities in the world, and it, it's never for me. So when I came to Great Falls, it's my perfect size. Right. And I was a little overwhelmed because I had friends that had lived here for a few months. And I see them taking pictures in front of murals. I'm like, where is that? I see them going to a, like a bar downtown. I'm like, where is that? They're going to sluice boxes. Where is that? And I am immediately overwhelmed. Like, why am I not doing all of this right, right now? now? <laughs> and then when you get you know, associated or involved in the community as much as I get to now, I now know about the even larger areas or ways that the community interacts and how things get done. So now I'm just, you can't, there's not enough time in the day to do it all here in Great Falls. And, and you know, that's really a choice that people make at the right time of life. um, It makes sense to get involved in your community. Uh, And Great Falls is welcoming to people who choose to. But for those who, you know, maybe working two jobs and they don't have time really to do that and they look forward to their leisure time, that's the other thing about this town that's so great. Uh, you come here, you can be in the middle of nowhere literally in minutes. Uh, you know, you can be on the river. We're situated right on the river, and a lot of times we don't talk about the Missouri River, but it's a huge influence for recreation here. We have a River's Edge Trail that is a tremendous place to either run or ride your bike, take your dog. You know, there's like, I think, 52 miles of it, and much of it is paved. So it's accessible for people who have some mobility issues, et cetera. 
But then we're also really close to a lot of outdoor activities. And in fact, you have to love the outdoors to move to Great Falls. Uh, we, you know, we're in Montana. Our climate is is really a subject of a lot of conversation. We're in the middle of a lot of a lot of dynamic change in our climate, but still, we have a a nice hot to moderate summer. We have a fantastic fall. Uh, we have a, a real winter. We have a real winter. Now you're from the Midwest, and folks listening here, they may say, "Well, I, I have a real winter." Okay, but we're right there with you, and uh, and we enjoy it. We embrace it, and so it's whether it's skiing or snowshoeing or cross country skiing or just getting out. Uh, you need to do that. We're in the northern part of the country. Our uh, days are short in the winter, uh, so there's lots to uh, take advantage of when there is daylight. And then, you know, when the spring and the summer comes, that's where you bust loose and you get outside. And you can get into the mountains if you want, uh, do some hiking and camping. There's great fishing here. You go fishing here, you catch fish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unlike a lot of places where I grew up back east, you know, you spent the day near the water, and that was kind of the <laughs> definition of fishing. So, you know, it's not just about the community that we are, but it's about location, location, location. And uh, that's something that sometimes us, us folks here in Great Falls don't talk enough about because we take it for granted. Yeah. Uh, but all we have to do is go to some of the larger communities in Montana. Uh, you've got a, a crowd at the uh, trailheads when you're trying to go hiking. You've got weird traffic. You've got crazy intersections. My kids say, we don't have rush hour here. We have rush minute. And that goes from about 5 to 5 to about 8 after 5, you know. And uh, I walked to work when I was working at uh, D.A. Davidson. But uh, it's really just a very pleasant, easy lifestyle and uh, access to a lot of great things. And if you're not into the out-of-doors, we do have some other things. Great museum, great culture here. We have a symphony. Yo-Yo Ma played here. Itzhak Perlman, uh, Midori all played with our symphony. And they don't come if you're not very good. Uh, And they did a great job for us. I can go on and on. I mean, that's kind of what I do. Talk about what I, what, why I stayed here for 28 years and why I raised my kids here. And you can't go too far without talking about if you do have a family. Our Great Falls Public Schools are absolutely excellent. They're fantastic. And uh, our military friends t- tell us that all the time, whether it's the, the learning and the education that they get, sports programs, music programs, et cetera. So we feel like we've got a lot to offer uh, to folks who uh, come from somewhere else and also to ourselves. I think that's the benefit for tourism in our community is because nobody who comes here as a visitor is a hermit. It's usually the locals that are hermiting or not getting engaged. And I think one of the coolest things that we do have is even if you aren't familiar with the outdoors, and as we've said a number of times, you have to be because it can kill you. Bears, (laughs) you're in their backyard (laughs) when that happens. Um, but there's a lot of organizations and groups and people who will lead hikes so that you aren't doing it alone for the first time or you're not figuring it out all by yourself or have to host a podcast and bring guests on so that they can <laughs> tell you where to go. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, that's something that uh, it's so available. It's like right there. And uh, whether it's coming down and talking to you guys and figuring out, hey, I'm a climber. Uh, where do we go climbing? Well, we've got a climbing gym here. Or, you know, I like to uh, gravel bike. Okay, well, here's some great outdoor back gravel biking opportunities, and here's a crowd that does that. You know, we all kind of know who each other is. And uh, part of our jobs for whether you're a tourist coming for the weekend uh, or you're coming to check it out for a longer stay is to connect you with the people that have your interests. And, and that's, as Mari alluded to earlier, the accessibility of, uh, to all our opportunities here is just really a couple conversations away. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I could listen to you guys talk all day. <laughs> I went to a trail two weeks ago. I went to Our Lake, and we started later in the day. So the parking lot, 
had cars in it. <laughs> I had no idea where I'm going. Right. I know there's a trailhead, but then there's three. Not sure which one to go on. But there's people there to point me in the right direction. They're like, oh, no, you're going to take this, this way, this way. I'm like, okay, that's what Chance was mentioning about. <laughs> but, but exactly, I knew where to go because those people were there. But it wasn't crowded. They're there to help you out, make sure you know, like, this is what you're going to do. There were some people on horseback, and they had to say, hey, can't bring your, your stock past a quarter mile. They have to stay in the trailer. It's like, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. they're there to help you out. Mm-hmm, any mm-hmm. other place, well, not any other, I could name a few locations <laughs> where they wouldn't bother to tell you that you're wrong. Right, and that's, and then, <laughs> that's a Montana thing. I mean, we're really, you know, we're really proud of the assets that we have here and, and of the culture that we live in. And um, there's really... There's really no attitude in the state. Certainly in Great Falls, there's no attitude. You see people from elsewhere. Um, you'll generally be asked, "Hey, w- tell us about it. You know, what's it like?" Uh, yeah. Not necess- We don't necessarily want to go there, uh, but people are kind of curious about where you're from, et cetera. And when you're out in the woods, I mean, I think that's the thing with a lot of outdoor folks. Uh, it, it, we're all there to to help, and that goes. You know, there's a Montana wave. You can't go past a truck. Uh, when you're out in these four-wheel drive roads without waving to each other. And basically that's a way of saying hi, of acknowledging, hey, you're on the road. But also, you need something. You know, I'm a friendly guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're happy to help you. And that's, that's true with the boaters. That's true with folks in ATVs. It's true with uh, folks out in the trail or getting to the trail. We're here to help each other. You said that you go around all day just promoting <laughs> why you will stay here for 28 years. But so as the mayor, you're saying you just walk around town going, hi, I'm the mayor. Uh, our thing. That would be pretty coffee. obnoxious, wouldn't it, if I did that? <laughs> so what does a day in the mayor look like? So I think it's important uh, to recognize as mayor of the community, you know, I, I sit on a city commission and we have real jobs to do. Uh, the first and third Tuesdays, we have meetings, we vote on things, whether they're ordinances or zoning resolutions and things like that to help business prosper here. I, I, I've always said to folks, especially Chamber of Commerce folks, that our job in city government is to help you do your job. And that's really what we try to do. So we actually do the official work uh, on Tuesday nights and uh, a couple times a month. But during that, during the month, there's other opportunities to do things. As the mayor, you know, I only have one vote. I'm just one of five. So I have no more power than anyone else when it comes to decision making. But I feel um, I'm invited a lot to welcome groups to come to town, to meet with employers who are curious about what our community is like, not only from a city perspective of how things work with our planning and community development and kind of the bureaucracy that every city has, every entity has, but also to um, let people know that, um, you know, students, I spend a lot of time with high school kids uh, talking to them about, you know, what's in their backyard. And of course, if you're 16 or 17 years old, I don't care where you live. What do you hear? There's nothing to do here. Yeah. You know, okay, I get it. You know, I was 17 once too. I can appreciate that. But there are things for kids to do if they choose to. And uh, that dialogue with students is, is a big one that I spend a lot of time doing. Also, there's a, a great social fabric in our community. You know, we're, we're not the wealthiest community in Montana. Uh, we have a pretty good standard of living, but we could always do better. So there's a fair amount of social agencies that work in our community that need support. Uh, they need recognition, and they need access to other groups who may be doing the same thing. I think we have seven food banks in our community, whether it's at the high school, the uh, larger citywide food bank, or some of the smaller, like uh, Salvation Army, St. Vincent de Paul. These folks need to talk to each other. 
And as mayor, um, I can stick my nose pretty much anywhere I want and uh, make that make that a conduit for folks to do things. Nobody ever says, Mayor, we, we, we don't know why you're here. Exactly. <laughs> and if they do, they don't really always want to hear my answer. Um, and so it's not like I'm taking anybody to the woodshed by any means. But I do think that I have this unique opportunity, and I, I try to exploit it as much as I can, to understand how the various things work in our community, whether it's business uh, students, higher education with our two colleges here, excuse me, with two colleges here, or with um, agencies that may need some guidance or support in helping folks who are less fortunate. Have you ever said to anyone, why the heck are you giving me a call? Because <laughs> <laughs> earlier this summer, I get a voicemail from Mayor Kelly saying, so-and-so called me, no one has called them back. And they're, tr- they're trying to get to Great Falls, and they want information. <laughs> I'm like, who the, who the heck is calling the mayor and tattling on me? I'm like, go up, and Chambers like, yeah, she tried to get a hold of me, too, and I didn't pick up on the first ring, so she called the mayor. And I was yeah, like, I yeah, was in a yeah. meeting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I publish my phone number online. It's, it's on the city website, and I do that on purpose. Um, you know, I, I can choose to return your call or not, but for the most part, um, I get a lot of questions of people who are often frustrated with the process, uh, whether it's something to do with the city, a parking ticket, an issue with zoning, uh, classification, or a complaint uh, about the grass isn't green enough in my park, or, you know, how do I get in touch with uh, somebody who can help me with my RV storage area? It's not always in my wheelhouse, but uh, again, I have the ability to find out for them, and it's an easy thing to do. I think there was an opportunity here. You guys had a group coming in, uh, and I think it was the BMW owners, and uh, somebody called me and said, or maybe sent me an email, said, hey, we are railroad uh, fans. We're kind of locomotive people. You got anything going on in Great Falls uh, to do with locomotives? Well, in fact, we do. But, you know, I gave them to the experts, and I sent them to you guys. And you put them in touch with folks at the Railroad Museum. Yep. And uh, it's one of those great things. And, you know, but I do get some calls that are uh, fairly serious. Uh, many are, um, you know, troubled folks who, who need access and to a variety of agencies and services. But for the most part, um, I think of myself as a, well, if you can't, can't get help the, the way you're trying to answer your questions or help solve your problem, call the mayor. And I think that's part of my job. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, we get calls sometimes like there's a snake on the trailhead. <laughs> I don't know who you need to report that to. So if you want, I'll forward that to you. No, like, no, thank you. Are but, you going to uh, come out here and put out a sign? Like, Please handle it if you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get some random calls. I think one of my favorites was a couple weeks ago. Madi was on. That was more than a couple weeks ago. was on vacation. And I answer the phone and they're like, yeah. I used to know a Sally Johnson that lives in Great Falls. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this information. Well, she's still there. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. S- send them to me. I'll, I'll help her out. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> well, a lot of the times we'll answer these questions, but I preface it with, let's see what I can find on the internet for you. Sure, <laughs> so sure. they know that. I don't have this information <laughs> offhand, and I'm, I'm going to help you find it, but I'm going to have to let you know that what I'm doing is just searching the internet. So. Yeah, no, it's exactly right. I'll tell you something else, too. When, uh, when people call call me and they have an issue, um, I listen, but, you know, I really uh, can't, this may sound old school, but the fact is, is that I really can't do much about it unless they send me an email. Uh, then I have a hard copy. I've got contacts. I know their information, and I can send that on to the right person. And even yeah. if it's a request for do you know or how can I get in touch with, 
and for the most part, I would say if people have a legitimate uh, thing that they're dealing with, uh, I'll get an email. But I would say about 80% of those calls that are really calling to complain or to voice frustration, they've been listened to. And that's generally enough. And so I don't really get those emails uh, coming my way. But if I do, you know, I respond to them and stuff. But for the most part, my communication with the public is, is, is very positive or constructive. We have um, one of the coolest pictures that we've used in recruiting meetings and conventions into Great Falls. And it was you addressing the Young Professionals <laughs> Conference. <laughs> On a picnic table at Centene Stadium. <laughs> standing on the picnic yes. table, I think. Yeah, exactly. You know, the mayor just runs up onto the picnic table, stands up there, and it's like, hey, thanks for being here. Welcome to the baseball game. But it set such a positive tone. And so when we share that picture, it used to be in our meeting planner guide. When we share that picture with meeting planners, they look at that and they're like, that's your mayor? And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. our mayor. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I hope it worked for you. But I think it really, it does. It sets that expectation that everyone in our community is accessible and that you're going to have a nice, good time and that there's no preconceived um, social norms or tensions that you're, you're just going to have a nice time when you're in Great Falls. And so we always reference that picture because people are like, Who's this guy? And we're like, oh, that's our mayor. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I needed to be heard, and uh, no, no better place to do that. That was a great conference. Uh, had young professionals from all over the state of Montana here. And, you know, of course, we're all looking for um, young, dynamic, educated folks to come, and we're looking for young, not-so-dynamic, uneducated folks to come. We'll, we'll take whatever we can get uh, if you come to a community like this and, and want to plug in and participate. And I think that's an important message. I mean, the tourism aspect of Great Falls, uh, I wish it could speak for itself sometimes. Because it's a community that uh, I think a lot of the world would love to come and bring their families to, explore, use this as a kind of a base camp. I know that's one of your um, trademarks almost, one of your branding things. We are located in such a great place, you know, between yeah. Glacier Park and Yellowstone Park, which are, you know, crazy now these days with the parks and it's, you know, everybody's getting out to see them, which I think is great uh, to share those assets that we have in Montana. But the other thing about Great Falls that's so cool is that you, know, you can come here, you can eat well. You can get to your own spot in the mountains. You don't have to follow the crowds and head up to the national parks. You know, we can set you on the right direction to have a great outdoor adventure with an outfitter, uh, a great hike that's suitable for your, your, your age, your health, your kids' ages or health. Mari, the fact that you took your young daughter up there to Our Lake, that, believe it or not, is the first milestone for all children growing up in Great Falls to be able to hike or be carried uh, to okay. the top to get to Our Lake. She was carried yeah. in a rucksack. Um, yeah, she's pretty much carried every time. She did snowshoeing at Silvercrest, and she, stuck, she took my uh, snowshoes and my walking sticks but halfway in, she was in the ruck sleeping. So, right, yeah, right. it's fun to do that. I yeah. did see another, um, well, we saw plenty of people on the trail, thankfully, because that way there's other people making noise and the grizzlies know we're there. <laughs> uh, but he said that his kid didn't hike it himself until he was six. So it was like, okay, we're halfway there. Yeah, that's right. It's kind of that own. milestone as a parent. You know, you, you wonder how far can you drive in the car without your kid melting down totally, right? And you get to that hour, then you get to an hour and a half, and oops, we're back to an hour. Then, you know, you get that four-hour thing. You're like, freedom, I can actually drive four hours with my child. And walking our lake, you'll come back here someday and go on that hike, and oh, yeah. you can say to your daughter, you know, you were, how old is she now? She's, She's like three. Thir yeah, three. And, you know, we carried you up here, but look at you now. You're, you're walking up yourself, and uh, it's, a great, it's a great milestone. Yeah, because it was uh, another level of 
challenge right. for it. Like, Welcome to parenting. <laughs> my husband and I have done like a lot of physically challenging things, but with her, that attitude that day, man, oh man, um, it made it a lot more difficult than it needed to be. I've never heard of a three-year-old with attitude. Unbelievable. Well, Unbelievable. She has good days some days. Like, <laughs> but the other day she wanted to go to the fair, the Montana State Fair, and I was like, it's done. And she's like, no. <laughs> We're going. She was dressed for it. So yeah, it's uh, she's she's starting to remember her experiences here. Right. And we went to Ryan Island this past weekend. And she had been there probably the month before, but she's starting to remember it. Mm-hmm. And when I go there, I remember the first time I saw the Great Falls and Ryan Island. And I'm like, this is gorgeous. This is beautiful. Right. And I've been there maybe seven, ten times now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, it's starting to lose its uh, luster, oh, if you will. Because yeah. I'm just, I'm used to this awe, <laughs> this beauty. Oh, yeah. here you we know? are yeah. again. Oh, here we are. Look how gorgeous it is. <laughs> and what you're looking more. at, for those who don't know, is, is really the Great Falls. We yeah. have a series of five dams here in Great Falls, Montana. And this is by far the most impressive. It and, is. Uh, yeah. And, but she remembers it for the second time and she's like, oh my goodness. I'm like, okay, yes, yes. I will, I will reinstall <laughs> the energy. <laughs> but you get used to it. Mm-hmm. You get used to being around these gorgeous areas and we even saw a deer on mm. the island. Mm. So, you know, he crossed the bridge. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. But I just hope the deer can get back off the island. Well, it closes at dusk, so they they close. It's automatically locked. I'm not sure if he could read, but um, <laughs> right. if not, there's plenty of grass for him to eat on right. there. right. We mentioned you before on the podcast about a bike that you ride, the Peloton. Right, right. I did have my friend do the River's Edge Trail. Mm -hmm. She's out in a D.C. area, Mm -hmm. and she loved it. So what do you do when you're outdoor rec, when you're not on the Peloton bike? Right. So uh, I don't want to do a commercial for Peloton, but as people who know who have friends who own those things, they're addicts and all, they can't stop talking about the things. But uh, that's a good use for winter here uh, to stay to stay fit. Uh, my family, you know, we uh, we were fortunate. We came out here and, you know, the kids were uh, grew up and were able to really become great campers. Uh, it was a big thing for us. And we did that pretty much all summer long. So we did, my kids are grown and gone now, and uh, they come back to visit, and they, they need their nature fix is what they call it. And so they come back, and we head out. But for my wife and I, what we spend a lot of time, we gravel bike right now. We're really enjoying that. We do still do a lot of hiking in the, in the summer and backpacking up in the Bob Marshall Wilderness, which is this fantastic, huge area without any kind of access except, except by foot or horseback uh, into an area. I think it's the size of the state of Rhode Island. So we go up to the Bob quite a bit and spend some time up there. We also, in the winters, go down to Yellowstone Park and do some cross-country skiing in the backcountry back there, and, and that's very accessible. And up to, the, you know, we have a ski area 60 miles from here. And my kids grew up skiing, and I think at the time, uh, this is when the whole sport was a lot more affordable than it is right now, but I think the, the number I use is at, geez, about 15 20 years ago, a season pass for a kid was $59, you know, and you go up there to this ski area and all your friends and uh, buddies are there and the kids have friends and really fun thing to do. So my wife and I are are snowboarders and uh, we do a lot of that here in the winter. And so again, uh, I try to fish. Uh, Everybody I go with fishes and catches fish. And uh, I row the boat a lot because I haven't caught anything, but I do actually catch some fish from time to time. But I love to fly fish in the Missouri River is literally right outside the door here and uh, some great fishing holes along the way. So uh, we we just try to take full advantage of, of every opportunity the state provides. One thing I don't do is hunt. 
And uh, there's great hunting out here for people to do it. I've actually uh, walked with people who uh, hunt birds, upland game birds, uh, pheasant, sharpies, and huns, and things like that. And I love to watch the dogs work. They're fantastic. And uh, you see some pretty country out there. And then, of course, uh, I've worked with a guide and helped him with his stock for elk hunters. Okay. And that's really exciting, going up in the mountains and, uh, you know, taking care of the mules and the horses while the hunters are out, taking care of their business and bringing home the bacon, uh, bringing home the meat in this in this instance. So uh, hunting is another incredible opportunity here, whether it's bow hunting or, you know, shooting or ducks or birds, uh, big game. Uh, it's all it's all right here. My so. husband is an elk hunter, and he thought it'd be great because I love to hike. He's like, we could do this together. You can hike and right. I can hunt. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't know if it's just our marriage or... Because well, you have to be quiet, yeah. right? Yeah, I often would get yelled at for breathing too loudly. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'm... Yeah, there are rules out there. There are rules out there. And if he's hunting with a bow, it's really tough because yep. then you have to smell bad as well. Yep. Uh, but if you, you know, just using a rifle and stuff, that's a little different. Yeah, he was with his bow. We had the dog at the time. I'm like... What what did you think was gonna happen? Like yeah, that's a no win situation. Someone's right got to give here. Yeah. I I got to be able to breathe. So he wanted some help to pack that thing out. Yeah, if he in so fact got one. turns out uh, we don't do hiking slash hunting anymore. Right. Right. I hike, right, right, he right, hunts. Right. We just do them in separate parts of the parts of the mountain. Here you go. She can't tell us where Robert hunts because he'll uh, <laughs> he'll get upset. What has you excited about Great Falls? Like things coming our way. Well, a couple things. Uh, one is I really love the fact that, let's talk macro, uh, the fact that now people can work remotely. So there's even more opportunities for us to bring in some folks from, from outside. Uh, the other thing is that uh, if people, because of the pandemic, have been staying at home and they really want to bust out and uh, see someplace new and, and, you know, get outside like a lot of people are doing these days, I'm excited about the fact that people are now ready to come to a Montana adventure. And, you know, I think we call ourselves a genuine Montana town, and we are. So it's exciting to know that we're on the radar screen for not only potential residents and workers, but also for a lot more tourists who who may uh, want to have the experiences that we have now. Uh, The other thing I'm excited about is we have over the last half a dozen years uh, found these great young people downtown who are risk takers, they're entrepreneurs, and they are putting their money where my mouth is. (laughs) When I talk about what a great community is, these guys have grabbed that with a vengeance. There's a group of about seven or eight folks down there. And here's something unique. These these guys all started out in uh, restaurants, uh, bars, microbrews that were basically in most communities would be seen as competitors. These guys said, you know what, we're going to make the pie bigger. And they have helped each other in a great supportive way, whether you're a cocktail lounge that has great upscale cocktails or a great sandwich shop or a great microbrew or a retail place across the street. These guys have all realized we need to get folks downtown in our community. So they've done everything from great free music festivals. We have the best Fourth of July in all of Montana with free fireworks, free music downtown with name bands that come and play on the street. Everybody, you know, is down there having a great time. We've had a lot of folks from Canada come down on a regular basis because of these kids that are working down. I say kids, they're just, you know, these guys are in their <laughs> 30s and 40s. And so that that fact that they have grabbed it and they've really invested in the community and it's paying off. So that, that has me really excited. Uh, we also have got here, and this is really for uh, our city's consumption, we have got a new aquatic and recreation facility that's going up, a $20 million facility that, that is world-class. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's going to be available. That's a community rec center. So whether you're here visiting 
Come on out and use it. It'll be up in a couple of years. We're just breaking ground literally as we speak. Yeah. I'm leaving this podcast recording and going to the park where we're building this facility and we're putting in the new water main today. So uh, we've got that going on. So there's a lot of opportunity for, um, you know, for visitors and residents. And then I'd say the other thing is that uh, for anybody who's considering moving to Great Falls, I think the whole world, the whole community in Great in, in, Mon- in the United States, rather, has recognized that wages needed to come up for the service workers and folks who traditionally, I would say, been underpaid. So our starting wages are, are, are raising uh, almost every day as employers are, are really desperate to hire folks. It's one way to get them, pay them more. And we're seeing that in Great Falls, and it's really been uh, a great revival uh, sort of uh, from the bottom up uh, to get folks who were working for less than what I would call adequate wages and really have an opportunity to work hard and make real money and do that. So uh, there's just a lot going on here in the community. We, we, I could talk about a lot of other things. You know, our River's Edge Trail is always expanding. We've got better and better pedestrian access to some of the things we're doing. When you come to Great Falls, whether you're a tourist or a resident, uh, we're putting up signs, actually wayfinding here, to where you can figure out if you're standing downtown, how do I get to the Children's Museum? Where's the library? How can I get to this and uh, sporting venues, et cetera? So we're real excited about that. And again, for the folks listening, you know, we're we're a community of 60,000 people. And if you haven't been in a town of 60,000, it's kind of a tweener. Uh, we're not really a big city like I would say Billings is or maybe the places that are, where, where you're listening to this, but we're not like for, the towns where Mari's from of five <laughs> or 10,000 where basically everyone's related and they all know your business. Um, there's an opportunity here to uh, come embrace some of the um, accoutrements that we have, whether it's good eating, uh, great scenery, great hotels, really uh, lovely places to stay, and some of the you know agricultural activities that we have, whether it's the state fair, which is not only rides and cotton candy to drive three-year-olds out of their mind, but it's also you know steer shows and you know animals and walking through and seeing the, the 4-H kids with their hogs and uh, chickens and all sorts of exotic animals as well. So. It's just, um, I, I just couldn't be more proud to live in this community and also to show it to other folks about uh, who we are and what we are. Wow. So how many of other podcast listeners are you going to go fly off and see? <laughs> well, if I'm in their area, there's no reason I won't go and see them. And I, I just tell my brother, again, this was my mother's 90th birthday back in North Carolina. And I said, I got to go for about an hour or two and go visit with this guy. And my brother who lives in Phoenix, he looked at me and he said, what, what are you recruiting one person at a time? And I said, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am, as a matter of fact. That's the way it works. <laughs> We're slowly moving the decibel. That's right. Yes, That's right. that works. That's right. Well, Mayor, we really want to thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing your love of Great Falls with us. People know that we have drank the Kool-Aid, and we just want to know, share with them other people that have, you know, had more than they're serving. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I appreciate it, and I also appreciate the folks who are out there listening to this. Obviously, they have an interest in our community. They have an interest in other communities as well. And, um, you know, you've heard a lot about what we think about our town here, which is, um, you know, all, all in the positive. There are, there are all, all sorts of realistic aspects here to our community. And we just welcome you to come out, uh, get a look at us, enjoy it, you know, have some fun out here. And if you care to stay longer, we'd be happy to visit with you. But come out and see us. 
And uh, as uh, have to be mayor, I have to say this. Come on out here and spend some money, all right? We'd really love that. <laughs> we want to see you, but we'd also love to see you do some shopping downtown, et cetera. Please stimulate the economy. That's, That's right. what we That's like. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Thanks want, for having me, though. Yeah. If you want a recommendation of where to spend your money, you can check out all our show notes at warnodamexperts.com, or you can give me a phone call at 406-761-4436. If you want to call the mayor, I'm going to have you work for that number and do research on your own. But please, if it's a low-level question, send them our way first and give me a chance to reply, to return your call. And if you're not happy with her reply, you can call me. No, call, call me back and I'll fix it. You know, just don't call the mayor again, okay? So uh, thank you, Mayor. And until we see your bright, smiling face um, as our guests here in Great Falls, we hope you're having amazing memories wherever you are with your family and friends. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We are no damn experts as the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana, covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town. Damn, that felt good. On the next episode of Warno Dam Experts, we have someone who has spent at least 50 years of their life on the Missouri River. Warno Dam Experts is produced by Great Falls Montana Tourism with original music by the best damn musician, Joel Corda.